Okay, so, uh, I guess we're just ready to go right off the get-go. Uh, we yeah. are professionals, so obviously <laughs> we're always ready. Okay. All right. Well then. <laughs> oh, I didn't need to laugh at it. <laughs> okay. So, wait. I gotta, I gotta do one more thing, and they'll be ready to go. But um, five, four, three, two, and one. Hello world, here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Happy Hour. This is our 10th episode, and I like milestones, and I feel that 10 is a good milestone. Did you get us a yeah. present? Um, I like presents. Yeah, I, me too. Woof. 10th anniversary. Wow. Hey, you brought up the milestone. <laughs> What's the traditional 10th anniversary present? I don't know. Oh, what is 10th? I, <laughs> I want to say aluminum. Oh, oh, I know. No, isn't that like first one no paper was paper oh, did you say aluminium i did not say aluminium <laughs> that's not a word it is it is tin, though tin that's or aluminum name. listen i can see how many eyes are in the word it's one <laughs> <laughs> it's aluminum <laughs> so what aluminum gifts did you get us dave um i got you a... is that the 10th yeah oh okay Dave, oh, what'd wow, you get is... us? Wait, no, I see. Wait a second. I am going to contest that. It is aluminium. There's two eyes in there. It's, it's aluminium. Yes, it is. That no, is the there's... correct way of saying it. There's one. Eye. I'm going to die on this hill. Oh, there is a Wikipedia article all about it. Anyway. <laughs> there's also um... a Bare Naked Ladies song all about it. <gasps> what? Is there? It's like aluminum to me, aluminium to you is one of the lyrics in the song. Istanbul, oh. Constantinople. Constantinople. <gasps> oh my God, Dave. <laughs> that song, I'm not even joking. It's so that historical. That came up today. It did? At, yes, in a conversation that I was having with a girlfriend who was talking about um, having gone to Turkey and she was talking about <gasps> Istanbul. And I go, it's not Constantinople. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Istanbul, not Constantinople. And then we talked about all of these places that used to be called something else and are called something different now. Ooh. Like Thailand and um, what was the other one? Czech Republic. There was another one. Oh, my. That is There's a lot. incredibly <laughs> weird that you just sang that song because I literally sang it today. There's a. That's cool. I feel like somebody. I feel like somebody tweeted about it earlier today, too, or yesterday. Wow. What? That's bizarre. Yeah. So, I think it was somebody oh, on Hab's Twitter, oh, too, not just, like, some yeah. random other person that I follow. Yeah. Lottery ticket. We've got to buy it up. <laughs> so, well, my, my gift to all of you is the elimination of the Predators from the playoffs. That was Yay! my fault. Thanks. I'll take it. That's a all good right. gift. You're I all very welcome. I watching the playoffs again. And I have, I know, right? And I have one little snippet to bring up about places that used to be called things new york <laughs> the state of the united states this great republic that i and beth are in mm -hmm. new york of course is uh derived from york over in england which back no back, way back i know right Sorry. New, yeah which back 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 in the day during the viking age uh the poor town was ransacked by the vikings in england and it was named jorvik at the time and the english said you know what let's just roll with it and make it york to make it you know easier to pronounce for the anglo-saxons in the area and thus new york actually has 
Scandinavian heritage in the etymology of the word. At least I'm, I'm, I feel pretty confident about that. That's fascinating. Yeah, and it has cool. nothing to do with hockey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, my name is David Auger. I'm at MetalDave01 on the Twitter machine, and I am joined, as always, by the three lovely co-hosts and at times hosts as well, Veronica. <laughs> Hi, I am at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. Beth. Hello, I am at E-L-I-Z-A underscore B-E-T-H-A-N on Twitter. And Ashley. Hello, I am at A-L-O-U-R also on Twitter. And every time, <laughs> whenever we ever we say that, Veronica, I keep thinking of the time where you just said your, I almost said your email, email address, address. <laughs> a thousand times. And I almost giggled through the whole introduction. Anyway, that was all. So good. And uh, we are the happy hour. And um, yeah, as we mentioned in, in weeks past, we, we, we've been trying to prepare ourselves for weeks where the, the amount of Habs news <clears throat> has ground to a halt. And this week, I think it has finally happened. So we're going to go a little bit far afield. We have some topics to talk about, but like I said, mm -hmm. it's going to be a little strained. I know what I'm going to talk about, but it's kind of not quite Habs-related. Um, nice. And I'm trying to think uh, some other people have other things to mention, but I remember we were talking before we started the podcast today. One thing that we can definitely talk about in regards to the Habs is the... Uh, the possibility of uh, Monsieur Bouchard coming to the Habs. This has been a rumor. I feel like it's... What? For a long time, yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. I was going to say, I feel like it's been years that the Habs community has been wanting a Bouchard as in the coaching yeah. staff of the Habs, so we finally get one. Right? <laughs> Not yeah. the one they originally one. wanted, but we get one. Maybe. I am a baby. There's more than one. Guy? Oh, 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 okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Back in the day when he was in Hamilton and everybody wanted him up in Montreal because we never liked the current coach that we have. Yeah. Um, everybody wanted Guy Bouchard to come up and then he went to Tampa and it worked for a little bit. The before, system. Before Habs Twitter comes and yells at me for not realizing there's two Bouchards, please understand that I'm bad <laughs> well, you know when what? it comes no, to the brand. Be... being dumb. It's Boucher. It was just close enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's Kim <laughs> Boucher over in Ottawa, and it's, oh. a, it, it's Joel, I know. I right, like, Bouchard? Yeah, Bouchard for okay. us? Yes. Yes, Dave. It's close enough. It is close so, enough. Cool. Just please don't yell at me. I'm bad with management. <laughs> oh, don't even worry about Apparently, it. Apparently, I'm bad with names, too, so don't worry about Not, it. I don't mean you guys. I mean, like, the, the listeners. I'm going to get dragged through the coals. I think if people were going to yell at us for getting things wrong, we wouldn't have gotten past podcast number two. I mean, because we are rarely accurate on more here. Than the last podcast where I kept talking about overall or sorry round instead of overall i that i'm really embarrassed about that and i'm no I, no oh, this isn't a place you come it. for facts this is not <laughs> a, i mean this isn't like the gazette or the athletic no no nobody comes here for the truth right <laughs> jesus christ anyway um i can't really substantiate anything uh, about um uh bouchard uh coming over because currently his team he's the coach right of uh, the Armada, which is a oh crap! I had to restart my computer. You know what? All my I, info I totally... went away. What? Oh no, I'm but okay we're... right now. <laughs> uh, For me, I think all that... has fifty tabs. 
the Armada, first of all, I love them because that means army in Spanish. Ooh. And not navy? Uh, well, <laughs> we could go down that rabbit, rabbit hole, but in Chile, uh, everything that has to do with the armed forces is all one. Oh, how so, interesting. Yeah. Language so when you do that word, it means everything. And I was actually, okay, super, oh, I'm so bad. I'm sorry. But this is a real sidetrack. But I was talking to somebody uh, today about um, the Navy. My dad, who is no longer with us, but um, he, when, uh, he, he was a, a Navy guy in Chile and we were not ever allowed to walk with our hands in our pockets. And mm -hmm. in fact, in Chile, uh, it w in the Navy, you don't have, there aren't any pockets when you're in uniform, you don't have pockets. And so I was talking about that and anyway, okay. So, so what it is, is you're not allowed to walk in your, with your hands in your pockets because it means that you don't have anything better to do. If you, if you're walking with your hands in your pockets, it means that you have nothing to do. Wow. Right. If you got time so, to lean, you got time to clean. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. I hate so, that too, but okay. And then my mom, when we were growing up, she, it wasn't so much about that. It was about if you have your hands in your pockets, you, if you fall, you can't save yourself. You can't save your face. Right. And I actually <laughs> saw that in real life one time, this um, older man, this older gentleman oh, no, was no. me. And he had his hands in his pockets and it was almost like a comic strip. Like he tripped on something invisible and he lost his footing and he kept on trying to walk. But his, it was like his feet were going around in a circle underneath him and he ended up falling right on his face. And it was oh, awful. No. Oh, uh, what were we talking about? Oh my God. We were talking about Joel Bouchard a few minutes ago. <laughs> the Armada. Um, and the Armada. Um, I'm sure that uh, Monsieur Bouchard uh, has heard of that, and uh, he too. I'm sure he never walks with his hands in his he, pockets. His, all this he doesn't look like the kind of man that walks with his hands in his pockets. All his trousers Definitely have not. no pockets. It's amazing. He's he's sewn them all shut on principle. <laughs> That's the kind of man I want in this organization. I can't oh even. God. I don't carry pucks. I hold them <laughs> in my hands, children. <laughs> Um, so, he has no time for pocket change. No, no. <laughs> and he really doesn't. Be <laughs> and he really doesn't because um, I'm looking at Armada's uh, wiki, and of course, um, I don't know a damn thing about the the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. The uh, the Q. Yeah, the Q. And um, he is the general manager and head coach of That's Armada. Yeah, when we were talking about that last time, when you guys said he was a GM, mm -hmm. I was like, I thought it was. Coach, oh shit! Oh, he does both. Tampa scored again, or just yeah. One? It's four to two. Whoa! Oh, by the way, uh, there the was Blue Jays are in extra innings too. Oof. Ooh! Oh, it's a third period with uh, Washington and Tampa. Yeah, they'll be. By the way, they'll be fine unless you know the Caps <laughs> cap. <laughs> As I think that now that they've gotten past the second round monkey on their back, they're going to be I fine. Just... Perhaps. Well, define fine. Time will Well, tell. as in they'll go past Tampa. You think? I, 
I need to see what their regular season record was like against Tampa. Right in my pocket. Tampa was a monster during the regular season, but and then yeah. they kind of they kind of floated off there at the tail end, like they weren't doing too well, and that's it was noted by a bunch of people. Then they hit the playoffs, and namely yours truly, absolutely yours truly, Veronica that's had right. mentioned that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, yes, then you did. They went up against uh, Jersey, and Jersey, yeah, I mean, who did they got? Nico Hersher and some kid named Taylor Hall. Oh, and Who? what about yeah. Brian Boyle? Oh yes. Oh, I, I mean, maybe he's not amazing, but I love him. Right. I do. No, uh, all the all the re- most respect to Dan Boyle. And then uh, they went on to go up against the Bruins, and the Bruins were like, you know, they're the beast from the East, and uh, got slayed by Tampa, with all to our merriment. And then now they're up against the Caps, <laughs> and I don't have a horse in this race. No, um, I don't either. I'm not even. I, yeah, I don't care. Except I live in Virginia, so it's like. Oh, yeah. Let me... Uh, right. I mean, I also followed the Caps like semi-closely for the last few years. So on the side, they're one of my side pieces. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I mean, uh, I live I'm... like four hours away from them, so... Mm-hmm. I'm calling it right now, though. Larry the Tiger with the series winning goal. Larry the Tiger! He's <laughs> yes. winning. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's my, that's my compromise. I can't not call him Larry because that's literally the only way I know him now. <laughs> Larry. But you gotta give him the tiger. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's had a tiger-like it. playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for like, what? Oh no! Can you? Was... Oh, so yeah. So with everybody, okay. So Tampa was so great in the in the regular season, and blah 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 blah. blah. So why does nobody ever seem to remember that the regular season? does not dictate the playoffs what's going to happen that's in the true. playoffs that's uh, like, like we go through this every year oh yeah every year i don't yeah. i do not understand people get hit by some sort of like freaking amnesia every year yes i mean yeah tampa bay started doing bad but i'm like man they're in the playoffs they're set they can they can be bad for a little bit for god's sake that's they're exactly. one of those teams that's always dangerous, though, right? And they can come at you anytime, I think. Until they get, you know, swept in the playoffs. Well, that is delightful when <laughs> well, it happens. they have to make the playoffs but... first, right? They didn't was... even make the playoffs last year. Did they not? Oh. Uh, they did not because one Steven Stamkos was injured. Oh, yeah. Again. True story. And even though they had um, ben all of the same players that they've got right now, like their super talented roster, mm-hmm. they did not even make the playoffs and shit happens. And ugh. Right. Wait, shit happens to teams other than the Canadians? Oh, sometimes. What? I, mean, news. I, I was led to believe they were the only shitty ones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, given the coverage that we have as free citizens of hockey world, what else are we supposed to think aside from what people tell us? <laughs> Insert sheep noise. Bah. Bah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna bring the 18 wheeler back over here and talk about Armada. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's, oh, here's the right. only information that I have. Damn oh. it, <laughs> Joel. Joel <Bouchard. laughs> Oh yeah, it would be uh, Joel. Um, so we might have word on that uh, on the fifteenth, because currently um, Armada are behind in their series three to two. 
they have their next game's on the 13th. They could tie it up or get eliminated. And if they're eliminated, we... Well, regardless if they're eliminated or make it the, the last game and win, blah, 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 blah. What could happen is that we might get word from Bouchard next week. And um, who knows? Maybe the Habs will buy the team outright or just get uh, Bouchard on... Uh, you know, the management. And I guess, I mean, everyone's thinking that he'll be coaching Laval, I suppose, right? Where, sorry, I know we talked about this before, um, the possibility of the Habs organization buying the Armada, or the Molsons anyway. It was just floated around. I was going to say, where were we hearing it from? Okay. Floated. I could not just, recall. I, yeah. I yeah. read it on Twitter. So it has to be true. <laughs> Somebody said oh, right. something Obviously. that knows more than me. Everything on Twitter is fact. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going to happen is if Joel Bouchard gets a an offer to join the Habs organization uh, to coach the Rocket, that means he's going to be the next coach of the Rocket because anybody in Quebec at the despite the laughing stock that everyone would have you believe that the Montreal Canadiens are want to be with that organization period full stop if he gets an offer that's what he's gonna do and then they're gonna have to find a coach for the armada after they buy them and you know complete their sort of uh conglomerate there but yeah if he gets offered that job that's what he's gonna be doing like he's i totally totally agree especially after listening to the way um ducharme talked about the organization after Ooh, he was yes. hired i mean obviously there's always you have to give your new employer some lip service but that was more than just that in my opinion yeah. i just i think you're totally right that if he's offered that that's what he takes yeah that's the pinnacle for mm-hmm. uh hockey people growing up in quebec especially absolutely. so it's just it's a given mm-hmm. absolutely i'm on board with that. we all agree oh my god really it must be true. Impossible. I dissent. <laughs> I don't know what to say and whatever. It's like uh, Joel Bouchard's going to actually, he's going to coach Mooseheads now. That's it. Done. Sorry. It's just going to happen now. So that was the have one. To be contradictory. Jeez. Okay. I get it. So that was the one have things on my docket that I had that had anything to do with like any changes. Um, Granted, there are changes in other parts of the Habs world that have been, in our opinion, unanimous opinion, have been a net positive, and that is whomever is helming the Habs Twitter account now. Oh my gosh, I'm in love. They're amazing amazing. now. Yes. It makes me so happy, and also what makes me super happy is how much the Gazette can't handle it. Oh, here we go. I know, maybe I brought that in too quickly, but it just, the whole scenario just made me so happy. I loved, I loved that they're finally joining the not so, like, button-up shirt buttoned right up to the collar and belt tightened as far as it can be cinched and, like, socks pulled up to your knees kind of thing. Like, that's the vibe they were given off before. And I'm like, now you're finally having some fun. You've unbuttoned one of those buttons. Your collar's not so tight. Yeah, seriously. Let's play around a little bit. And just a little FYI, we lost Veronica for some reason, so I'm trying to get her back on the call. But oh, um, no. I oh, am no. totally on board with that. Um, when it comes to to uh, 
when it comes to teams having uh, funny Twitter accounts, I'm not. It can. I don't care if they're more informative or more funny. I mean, the funny aspect is, you know, the good part about it is that it's funny and that's entertaining uh, to get at. But I don't mind uh, the Habs being um, being stingy and very, you know, laced up and buttoned up and whatnot. But I just think it's an interesting uh, change only because, uh, shoot, it was only a couple or a few years ago where the Habs Twitter had a personality a little bit. Uh, who was it, EC or ER, whomever? Mm-hmm, ER, yeah. And I'm not sure what um, happened to that aspect of it, but those... I mean, she she specifically moved on to a different role oh, elsewhere, see. like outside of the Hubs organization. Uh-huh. She's got a different job. Right. Um, But yeah, they then they sort of became much more like, fact-based and here's you know specifics and here's highlights and here's all the things we're supposed to dole out but i mean there's only so much you can do during an off season um and so i appreciate that they're trying to be a little bit more entertaining while there's not so much to be entertaining about right now yeah for sure i think it's a lot better and uh, i mean granted the timing i guess isn't great however um the thing that's crazy about it is the complete like the people that are paid to cover the team hate it and I don't understand why yeah it's weird it's super weird like it's not just you know trying to be funny about hating it it's just like they're saying what's what's the point of even having a funny uh, hockey Twitter account if you guys are if you guys had a bad season it's not fair yeah well exactly right like oh you don't deserve to have any fun well I mean that's literally the point of this yeah Oop, I think we got Veronica back hello hey I see her yeah I heard her for a second you guys I'm on my iPhone speaker right now hey there you okay, go yay you're back I'm not hello. sure what's going on and you still sound good Okay. Good. Yeah, you do sound yeah. good. Yeah, it's all good. Okay. We'll try this. Great. For now. Yeah, we'll we'll tinker around with that after the podcast and whatnot. It sucks. Technology. Sorry. No, you didn't it's do okay. anything wrong. We just had it's a what whole... happens when you're four different points of the continent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is about as well as any conference call at work would go. Yeah. <laughs> so, just to catch Veronica up, we were talking about, um, just now at least, we were talking about how ludicrous it is that people that are paid to f- to follow and report on the Habs essentially universally think that the new Habs Twitter personality is trash. Right. So I have an opinion on that. Here we go. Oh, good. And I'm on my headphones now. So, um, okay. So we've got the guys from the Gazette and from other uh, publications as well, by the way, who want to crap on um, people from uh, the Habs having personality and having some sort of a, 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 a fun presence on social media. And I think it's just bullshit. Like, it's the epitome of being bitter and also uh, trying to, like, sort of capitalize or, or continue on the bad blood 
negativity uh, train that they've been profiting from for the past while. I mean, fine, more power to you, whatever it takes, whatever floats your boat. But um, if, if you're crapping on them, like the other day, I don't know if you guys covered this while I was away. But the other day when uh, the Gazette actually put out a tweet saying and actually dedicated, devoted an article to wrote an entire article. Fucking hell. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Listen here. I, I (laughs) predicted that. (laughs) I'm going to. You you did. You did. You absolutely did. I am going to go to my Twitter page right now. And I'm Honestly, going to, I'm going to look at my twinned peak. My, s- my, my tweet. <laughs> okay, here we go. I have a timeline. I saw you predict that, and I thought, no way, nobody's actually going to do that. Oh. Okay, and then it happened. And then so, it happened. <laughs> at 9:42 a.m., May the 8th, Canadians of Montreal. <laughs> hey guys, just keeping things light on Twitter today. What's everyone's favorite color? Ours is beige. Oh, yeah. So, let me explain that fucking joke for people that don't understand. <laughs> On May the 7th, the day before, the Habs, cheek and tongue... Wait. Damn it. Tongue and cheek. <laughs> Words are hard. Tongue Anatomy's and cheek. hard, too, apparently. I mentioned <laughs> that they're not going to name names, but licking is not advised at a golf course. And that's fine. We have an idea a good tweet. of who they were talking about it was because great. it was funny. It was hilarious. And then the pe- person who shall not be named went after the Habs Twitter saying, oh, yeah, well, you guys haven't been in the playoffs since October, which is true <laughs> in so and many words. And to be words. fair, it was equally as hilarious. Good job. <laughs> it was so funny. Yes. Good job by really everybody. And then not only did it become a fat shaming joke like two hours later. Because of certain personalities in Montreal media, but it became like another freaking civil war between just what's a joke and what's a oh I just I can't I don't have the cognitive capacity to put the words on paper about what the hell happened. Just people. Okay, so may I just say? You may. Okay, so how (laughs) is it not a fucking home run? To make fun of Brad Marchand with uh, Habs fans. Habs fans were rallying behind Brad Marchand. I have- behind oh, Brad Marchand. How in the hell did that happen? Like it was very like, weird. Habs fans get on his side. Just, and it wasn't just, even just it wasn't even just Habs fans. It was Habs media. Just oh. yes. Going to throw it How out there. Dare like, dare. what sort oh. of bizarro world was that? Like, why? Why <laughs> was? It, it is the epitome of wanting to be a miserable fucking oaf. It is That's the. Like, it is the freaking. It's a, it is the stake in the vampire's heart where Montreal media <laughs> is like, you know what? I'm going to rally behind a Twitter feud that lasted for about four hours. I'm going to. I'm a Montreal media personality, and I'm going to follow the Boston Bruins player who was universally reviled for being a fucking shithead. What? What like, life? What yeah. childhood led you to think that that was a good idea? I just don't get it. Who didn't love you ever in your life? 
tell us. <laughs> and we'll take you out for a drink if you're into that. <laughs> Maybe. Some of you. Yeah. Anyway. Most of you. Yeah. Back to the tweet on May 8th. Hey, guys. Just okay. keeping things light on Twitter today. That was today. such a good tweet. What's everyone's... I know what you're talking exactly. about now. So what ev- what's everyone's favorite color? Ours is beige. And b- some people are like, oh, haha, that's a good lighter joke as opposed to the, the firestorm that the day before was. Oh, and that was the point of me mentioning this. Ours is beige. <laughs> that's boring to say, but it's funny to be boring in context of the crazy tweet that happened the day before. So Habs Twitter was like, oh, we're going to take it easy and say beige. Okay. Absolutely. Was- like it was totally tongue in cheek, recognizing, okay, yeah. that funny little joke set off this huge firestorm, and you're all being a tad ridiculous. So yeah. let's, let's dial it back a little bit here yeah, to the boring shit you want. Let's let's pump the brakes. <laughs> let's pump the brakes a bit. And then and then they and got then mad at that. Wait, wait. <laughs> My story's not done. That was at nine forty two, May eighth, that they mentioned that. Then myself, <laughs> David Ogier says at 947 5 minutes later I was I quoted I say why beige is the color of incompetence my column for the athletic okay then next next wait a second uh 5 hours later May 8th 214 p.m. from the Montreal Gazette neutral zone trap habs go beige on twitter like they've been on the ice you can't f- make this shit up they will find they will find every reason every reason to take shots at their home fucking team if that happened in new york city with the yankees there would be i hate to say it there would be lynchings in the street it'd be crazy you can't do that crap terrible word to use but i mean people would be going at their they'd be tossing people out skyscrapers and stuff it'd be awful riots Fire, pitchforks, dogs and cats living together. It'd be anarchy. And I think that it actually um, (sighs) is starting to backfire on them. This sort of propensity to appeal to the outrage in Montreal that has lasted for a couple of years now. And uh, okay, so I saw that tweet and I actually went to read the story because I thought, okay. Maybe maybe they're being fun, too. Maybe it's another fun thing, and it's going to be this, like, maybe the Gazette's going to try to be fun now, and we can do something fun with the Habs Twitter account that is also fun. But I went and read it, and it was just like, my God, you're, like, angry, miserable, awful people. It was so like what really... I did... Oh. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm sorry to interject. I'm sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say <laughs> that it was pretty much a really shitty BuzzFeed article. And I expect better, yes. I guess. Why would I expect better from the Montreal Gazette? I don't know. This horrendous dog show of a. Okay, I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> so then, so this happened right on my lunch break. And it was, you know, fortuitous because that's when I check Twitter. And so all I did was say, Bye. I blocked the Gazette. I took a picture of it on my phone and I said, bye. And then. Bye, Felicia. uh, (laughs) Bye, Felicia. And so people started doing the same. Uh, But so uh, a couple of hours later, I was checking or I don't know how, how later it was, but I checked our friend. Brendan Kelly 
I checked his Twitter feed just to see what he was saying because, you know, the whole Gazette thing or whatever. And I looked at a conversation that he was having with a couple of Habs fans. And he was, as usual, the only thing that he ever does is bitch about the guy who traded away his favorite player. And he was um, talking to somebody and saying, oh, my God, like, the Habs said that they were going to be transparent. And they're not transparent. Look at him. You know, uh, 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 Rick Dudley yep. changed teams and he's been silent. Silent. Like wait, a, like, wait a fucking minute. What are you talking about? So I sent him the tweet of the Habs um, sort of press release after Dudley moved to Carolina in which Bergevin spoke about his friend, Rick Dudley. And everything, and in in the press release, it even said Bergevin said, quote unquote. And so I, I just sent it to him and the people that he was talking to, and I said, "That's a lie." You were calling oh him God. a liar. You were calling delicate? him a liar. <laughs> okay, but he was. So I mean, fine. It was a lie. Yes, yeah. it was a falsehood. Yes. And our delicate little flower petal sent back a tweet to me saying um, it was very, it was very sort of accusatory and, and, you know, how dare you and be very careful about the words that you choose, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, no. And I sent him a little gif of Timon from the Lion King going, Because he's he's great. (laughs) He's so great. One of the best. <laughs> and then he blocked me. And then he proceeded to tell, to sort of trash me to his followers on Twitter after blocking me. Like, he so made you a name. Even tough. He made you a name even. It? That's how it? famous you are. You are the leader of the Bergevinites. Could they pick a name that like more easily like rolls off the yeah. tongue? Like, like, it could not be more difficult to say. I keep, I keep forgetting what word it is, too. Because it's, it's like stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally be a Bergemaniac. Oh, my God. Hashtag Bergemania. <laughs> I mean, with those arms, come on, brother. <laughs> what are you going to do when Bergevin comes on you? Bergemania. So, Forget I, um, Hulkamania. I looked up a... um. I just looked this up while we were talking about it, and I have the definition of the word silent on my screen. (laughs) One of the definitions has in quotations, silent of a letter, written but not pronounced. Bergevin released a press statement. Did he actually speak? I I feel pretty sure that he had a piece of paper, talked the words, (laughs) spoke the words on that paper into a microphone. That's recorded somewhere. I don't know where. <laughs> this is all hearsay. But... Sorry, I'm just picturing Bergevin, like, like with his mouth, like, on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how we treat sound equipment. <laughs> he would never do that. Take one. Sorry. Well, <laughs> and so I saw a screenshot of where um, our friend Brendan... Was um, <laughs> super, like he was 
still so triggered by my tweet that he said, you know, she said she calls me a liar. What's her proof? Bruce Van's words. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh, uh, my God. I mean, anyway, I just it, it, it it's a running theme when it comes to I think anybody in journalism at least in sports journalism, north of the border, for whatever reason, that, and I mentioned this before, they are the worst examples of Canadians I've ever seen in my <laughs> life because they never <laughs> fucking apologize for anything. No. Even when they are no. called out, they have to make up these grandiose, high-horsed... Yeah. They're just... You know, they're sitting in their fucking tire, tower making proclamations. And it's just like, dude, you you give shitty opinions that people pay for. You should be ashamed of yourself. God damn it. But do you know what? I think that part of the this attitude, hashtag attitude, uh, hmm? by, uh, you know, the Gazette and that it's ilk is that I think that they realize that they're starting to lose people i was just gonna say two points one dave i don't think i've ever heard high horse used as an adjective before I am and i like a, it i'm a They're high horse opinions i'm using that from now on i like it um i do two, i do words bad <laughs> um language two, is ever growing and changing words are hard i totally understand (laughs) nobody's a prescriptivist here we we use words how we need to use words Ooh, that's a good word um that's a good one but two (laughs) i do have a second point people and it actually is hockey related (laughs) sort of um i totally agree i think people are getting outrage fatigue you can only be this angry for so long until yes. you start to think, why am I even here and doing this? There has to be a better way to enjoy my hobby than to be constantly outraged at somebody else's perceived but actually fake incompetence. So, <laughs> I don't know. I agree with you. I think I think they're going to start losing a lot of people. I think they already are. Um, and I think okay. the, more, the more polarizing people get on Twitter, especially, is starting to piss people off. And now that brings me to my next point in defense of our delicate little flower petal, Brendan Kelly. And that is that I was sent an article that he posted today in the Gazette, which is basically regurgitating everything that you, that we have talked about, you know, in past episodes of Happy Hour regarding Tavares and Bergevin. Um, Bersvan's plan to get him, etc. And it, it's almost, um, it's not an optimistic, but it's basically, an, uh, it's not a controversial piece, mm. which I thought was really interesting. It's What's not going to get me to follow him or subscribe to the Gazette, but uh, I thought it was interesting because he's in there talking about the possibilities that we've all discussed previously about getting Tavares to um, the Habs and how it makes sense, et cetera, et cetera. And so I was like, okay, maybe you have hope. <laughs> it's a but he's step awesome, forward for so. sure. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't, you just can't keep going down that road because especially now that they don't have um, 
the Predators still being in the playoffs as part of their sort of collateral. Um, I, I just think that, you know, perhaps they have realized maybe try something different with the readers. I hope so. I hope that goes for all the media in general. I mean, I actually braved the morning show this morning for the first time, literally this entire hockey season. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) I, I won't say I was super loving everything that was talked about. It still always have. And I, to be honest, this has always been my biggest complaint about sports media is it's always very much focused on who did what wrong and not who did what right. And so there was very – sorry, go ahead, Dave. I was just going to say really quick is that I can only imagine somebody in particular who did nothing wrong this entire series. Well, that was kind Ooh. of the thing, right? Like, A, a nobody <laughs> talked about how awesome the Jets were. Like five freaking goals in a game seven. Yeah. Way to show up when you're supposed to show up. Yeah. And wasn't um, it in Nashville? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like Nashville was crazy at home this whole season and I think the first round of the playoffs. Maybe that's part what is wrong. I might have just made that totally up. But um <laughs> I'm pretty sure the regular season part was right. And like they were awesome in Nashville in this series. And so like nobody I feel like nobody was talking about that part, but it was very much about how you know, the goaltending let them down. The goaltending was the issue. This is where they need to work on their goaltending. And to me, that just seemed so hypocritical in so many ways. Like, first mm-hmm. of all, we're constantly being told that goaltending shouldn't matter. Goaltending yep. doesn't matter that much. We yeah. shouldn't waste this much money on a goaltender. And now here they're saying the big problem with Nashville was their goaltender. Well, which one is it? Pick a side that doesn't just fit the narrative you want to you wanna sell here. And B... Since I started getting into sports, I've always been hearing about how your goaltender's the last line of defense. In an ideal <laughs> game, he's not going to make a save because your forwards have the puck or your defense is stopping the shots. So why are we sitting here and blaming that goaltender and not talking about the five people on the ice and the two very important people right in front of him, what their jobs were during those five goals? Anyway, that's and that my absolutely. That Love shows it. to the fascination with sort of the um, okay. So after the trade, a bunch of Montreal Canadiens fans ceased to be Montreal Canadiens fans, and they became Nashville Predators fans. And that's fine. Whatever, do whatever you want. But it, it I, I, I kind of felt for the Nashville fan base in that they were sort of inheriting this whole new faction of their fan base that was going to come to tell them our player is better than your guys. And mm-hmm. it, it, right. It almost seems like it's an attack. Instead of talking about their player, their, it, it, you know, <clears throat> so after the trade, it was, you know, attacking Shea Weber and whatever and talking about how the only reason that he was good was that Roman Yossi was carrying him around. And so that part of that argument was, oh, Shea Weber wasn't even the best defenseman on his team in Nashville. And so that translated to um, the player that got traded for Shea Weber was automatically the best defenseman on his team. And when he wasn't played on the first line, then, you know, some sort of the contrarians became, you know, uh, 
made their argument that that player was not now the best player, the best defenseman on his team. And it just became like, it was like this vicious, insidious, awful, horrible circle that I don't even remember what point I was trying to make, but <laughs> like, <laughs> but so it's all about the, the argument in favor of this player. And I actually really, really loved what he said yesterday about Pekka, Pekka Rene, who everybody wanted to blame for this loss, when mm-hmm. if that loss had happened in Montreal, it would be blamed on the, the inability to score. Yeah. But now it's like wanting to point the finger at anybody else but that player. And he was he went to bat for his goalie last night. And I, I find that he was genuine. Like in a lot of cases, people say, oh, you know, what do you expect him to say? But I think he was being genuine. Like, why are you shitting on my goalie? He was, he's going to win the Vizina. I will he's say, the backbone of this team. Yeah, I, I totally really loved those comments as well. Um, and I will say that I feel like there was a lot of criticism when he left here. And I say here, not one of us is in Montreal. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) when he left Montreal, there was a lot of criticism (laughs) um, that kind of followed in his wake from some people. And um, the people that have become sort of his rabid supporters in Nashville like to kind of throw all that criticism back in the face with like, there's no proof of that now. Um, I honestly, I can't say one way or the other, but if, if that criticism that followed him out of here was true and the way he's acting now in Nashville seems to yes. be sincere, then I really want to hope that maybe he just actually learned a lesson from whatever happened in this scenario yes. and realized that, you know, I mean, as much as I talk about the mental aspect of this sport being everything, believing that you are invincible and above everybody else is maybe not actually the exact right way to go in a team sport. Um, no. Confidence in yourself for sure, but overconfidence, um, not not conducive to a team sport, in my personal opinion. I'm sure I'm going to get flamed for that one now. Um, yeah, but but <laughs> but I think I think he's become much more of a team player from evidence that I've seen in social media, on the ice, and other things. I don't know. It just seems to me that maybe maybe some maturing happened and, you know, he took things in stride now that he's been there for a couple seasons. Does that make any I sense? I totally agree. Here no, I totally agree. <laughs> and it, uh, uh, we were talking about this on our, in our, in our chat about um, the King Clancy mm. um, nomination that he received from his teammates, and and f- which is amazing. And a finalist as well now. Is he a fi- Oh, is he? That's right. Oh, yeah, yes. for sure. Right. So and and so he should be, and good for him. Um, but it's it's just a product of like when he wasn't nominated here, that was such a big deal, especially amongst his most rabid supporters, of whom I was one. Um, but it's a prop. It, it's a product of now. He has learned from his experience and. Uh, the initiatives that he was sort of a part of when he was in Montreal, they were all individual. They had nothing to do with the team. 
And what he's doing mm-hmm. right now is all in partnership with his team now, the president. Yes, right? exactly. And yep. so I feel like exactly what you were saying, Ashley, is that he's learned a lesson. And okay, so after the trade, uh, Elliot sorry, Friedman, can I just interrupt one second? Because yeah. I know I know I said the words learned a lesson, and usually it sounds super condescending, and that's really not how it's I'm meaning not. it at all. I just wanted to clarify that point. Okay, carry it's on. It's not for me either at <laughs> yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. At all. And so Elliot Friedman wrote an article after um, that day in 2016, and he said um, regarding Taylor Hall and uh, – P.K. Subban getting traded that day in the same sort of time frame. And there was, he wrote a, a really incredible piece called like the 33 minutes or whatever it was that shook the hockey world. And in it, he quoted a former NHLer talking about, um, in particular, these two players, because Stamkos was another part of that art, uh, another part of that piece. And he said, Um, The most important lesson to learn, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me, was sort of how to be a team player. Mm -hmm. And that is the lesson that you have to learn. And he made that a part of this article. And it's never really quoted or talked about. But, like, you see Taylor Hall now, right? Like, all of the rumors that swirled about him. And last year, he had a shaky year. But this year he had a fantastic year and he might be named as, you know, the player of the year, the whatever it is, the most valuable player of the NHL, whatever it is. And uh, it's, I think it's all about taking your past experiences and learning from them. Absolutely. That's what you hope for anybody. Right. And it's nice to see it seemingly in action. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And, yep. Yes. 100%. So. That was a weird tangent that just happened. I don't even know how we got there. That was a very good that one, was, though. That was big for us, even. That was that was a couple of left turns. No, that was really good. I actually don't recall what we were speaking about before. What were we talking about? We were talking about the series, the Jets. Oh, see, okay. Actually, this is your fault, actually. Um, Probably. Because you were talking about actually listening to the morning show on TSN 690. Oh, right. And you were oh, it was like, my fault. And you were like, oh, well, they're talking about the team that did bad, not the team that did good. And the uh, the right. pull out, the, the... crap. <laughs> Hmm. Pol- what is that word? The- I, I don't know. What is po- it? Polarity? Let me guess. Polarity? Polarity? Is that a Popular- word? Polarity? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm i sorry. I meant, I meant to say dichotomy between those two mm-hmm. uh, points. <laughs> so and that's really interesting. I like that. That was good. That was a really good. That was a good left turn. I um, also feel like we finally maybe addressed an elephant that's been in the room since we started this podcast. So <laughs> I'm really happy. I know. I heard you hesitate. I'm happy we went there. I'm happy we've done it. I'm happy to not do it again. It only took 10 episodes, and it will take (laughs) another 10 episodes to happen again. (laughs) Um, So, I have something... Sorry, one more thing. Mildly Habs related. The um, Capitals won. Larry scored a goal. Yeah. Mm. Life is good. Okay, that was all. Congratulations, That's your update. 
Congratulations, Larry the Tiger. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have something that I want to mention. No. No, no, no. We're not there yet. <laughs> okay. okay. But, I also but... have a story, but it's not Habs related. <laughs> yeah, and my story's not Habs related either. It might take a little bit to, to tell, but I'll try to go through it as, uh, as, uh, what's the word there? <laughs> as quickly as possible <laughs> and as detailed as possible. So... One of the things that we talk about pretty much, I, I, we must mention it almost every episode. When free agency comes, John Tavares. John Tavares. To, John uh, Tavares. Habs, right. Jonathan. So, that whatever horse. his middle name Tavares. is. Jonathan Michael Tavares. <laughs> I'm gonna Google it right now. Incredible it rolls right off the tongue. So Jonathan are... Wilhelm. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> What is it? Does anybody know? Jonathan. No, I'm googling it. Hang on. Ezekiel How do we not know? Probably like Tavares. <laughs> James or something. Jonathan James. Is his, his name's actually no. His name's just John. I was gonna say I think it's just John now that um. I've said that. <laughs> oh damn. I have actually two things to say, but neither of them are house related. But that will wait till after Dave's story okay. and after. It does not say. Damn, I'm gonna call his mom. What if he's good. just John? Oh my god, how boring. What if he's just John? He's just... perfect for Montreal. It's the most beige of yes! <laughs> ever. Just John. <laughs> no Absolutely. fancy middle names for the Taveras family. <laughs> so let's see. Um Sorry. No, Sorry, no Dave, you no, were talking. It's okay. There's um this particular story touches on that point and also touches on some other points, which is why I kind of put it together. This story is ultimately about the Vegas Golden Knights. And how much of a Frankenstein's monster that they are. But this is going to be interesting for Habs people as well. So what I'm going to talk about is the Las Vegas, the top line for the Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights. And that being uh, Jonathan Marcheseau, Riley Smith, and William Carlson. Right? They're the top line for those guys? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about their careers as quickly as possible. Jonathan Marcheseau is a winger, 27 years old. Had 75 points this year. 27 years old, 75 points. The interesting thing about Jonathan Marcheseau is that he was undrafted. He played for the Quebec Ramparts for a few years, like three or four years, and then he was signed to the Rangers organization in 2011. Never played for the Rangers, but he was then sent to the Blue Jackets, where he set like uh, some AHL records for that particular year. And then he was placed uh and then he was signed with tampa bay and an interesting thing with tampa bay is that when jonathan drouin was injured marcia so took his place during the playoffs against the habs and i think he scored a game winner that sounds vaguely familiar next he became yeah. a panther and it's his year with the panthers where he really became like his own player essentially uh, he was putting up big numbers and his name got uh, some recognition and it is at that point where the unthinkable happened and the Panthers opened him up for the expansion draft and thus he became a knight. The ultimate reason why I mention him is that he was undrafted, a huge diamond in the rough, and now he's a 75-point getter at 27 years old with the Frankenstein's monster, Golden Knights. Next, we have that Riley Florida Smith. Gave away. What's that? That Florida gave away. That Florida gave away. For mm -hmm. nothing. For free. Now. Yep. In now to go in even further with that, Riley Smith, winger, 27 years old, 60 points this year 
with the Knights. So that's already a 130-point line in the regular season. Riley Smith was drafted in the third round, 69th overall. Nice. Nice. Sorry, I thought we were obligated wow. to say that. Oh, yeah. I was expecting nice. it. Thank you, Beth. <laughs> You're welcome. And Ashley. Sorry. You're welcome. Now. And Veronica, I whistled, but. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So, um, he was drafted, I think, if I got my notes right, he was drafted by Dallas and he was kind of meh. But then the. He was moved to the he was moved to uh, the Bruins and later on to the Panthers. And while he was with the with Boston and Florida, he was like a thirty to fifty point guy, which is not nothing. He was then traded to the Knights for peanuts by the Panthers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like. I, I actually, I'm, I'm, I, unfortunately, I don't have the uh, the complete uh, notes on the trade, but that's just a, like another thing. <laughs> So he's traded to the Knights, traded to the Knights, and he puts up 60 points with uh, Marcia So. Now, the most important piece in all this is William Carlson. The top-line center for the Vegas Golden Knights is 25 years old. He put up 78 points this year. He, and this is very important, was drafted in the second round, 53rd overall. Uh, in Columbus, he was like only a 20-point guy for maybe uh, two, three years. And when he was taken by the Knights, he became an all-star for whatever reason. And the reason I mentioned these three players in particular is that their top players are not first-rounders. They're also not these mm-hmm. young phenoms either, 27, 27, and 25. Granted, they're not old yeah. by any standard, but by hockey years, that's not – that's like middle-age older age right <laughs> and i'm just saying that if all things go wrong somehow for the habs we have a ton of picks coming up in that second round and yeah this and it's there is some diamonds in the rough that can be had anywhere and vegas yeah. golden knights are a true example of that and that's all i wanted to bring up it's especially with trevor yeah. timmons at the helm I think he's yeah. pretty good at unearthing those "quote unquote" diamonds in the rough. For sure. Yeah, and I will like, say too, and like kind of piggybacking on top of that, that I I really am rooting for the Knights this year because I wonder if those guys can pull off seasons like that again, or if this is some sort of weird um, chip on their shoulder motivated um, anomaly for them. That's I don't exactly what I was thinking of today. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly have no idea. Is this what they're capable of with this group of guys and that coach? Or is this a one-off, you guys all think we're going to be terrible? Let us fucking show you kind of yeah. scenario. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It would be interesting to see what happens. I'm really interested in uh, Las Vegas's, um off-season, especially when it comes to contracts and who they have signed and who they have to sign. And that's going to shake yes. things up quite a bit. Well, and that's the thing is that I I don't think that they're lightning in a bottle that they have this season. Obviously, it can't continue because even if you add new pieces next year, because they can't keep everybody that they've got, mm-hmm. um, like you don't have the same thing. You don't have the same all the guys who you know were together in the first year as a result of all their teams thinking that they were garbage. Uh, you know, and the coach telling them, you know, 
my team thought I was garbage too. And your teams all thought that you were garbage. It's, it's just a, a really different dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is their year to do their thing. And I, I really like their chances in this playoff round, but um, it's hard to pick a favorite because I love the Jets as well. But um, yeah, after this year, I don't think that it's the same story going forward for them. I also don't think George McPhee is that competent of a general manager. And that's where my qualms lie with them. Everything else I think will be fine. I think the players will be fine. I think Gallant's a wonderful coach. Um, I have questions about McPhee, but Mm -hmm. now what? I want to do a hard segue to Beth. Wait. Oh, wait. First, first, <laughs> first. I have, a, I have a thing to say with what the last thing we're talking about. It will be interesting to see who Vegas exposes when slash if Seattle comes mm-hmm. along. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's all. D- don't you know? The Golden Knights are exempt from that. Wait, what? No, I don't know that. That would be that would be funny. I don't know. I just made that oh, up. Oh, you just dude. making shit up. That would be You're so sure. You so said it with confidence though. Yeah. I say a lot of things with confidence. I was like, People what believe me. That's why I am where I am now. Oh lord. <laughs> no, Hosting but, a mediocre podcast. However, we're that, amazing, uh, Ashley. Excuse you. <laughs> anyway, that would be a very NHL thing to do. Oh my oh. god. Beth, you had things? Yes. Okay. So this is like 300% not Habs related, but it is very <laughs> hockey related. All Let's right. do it. It is, today is, oh, it's not, it's Flashback Friday. So <laughs> I thought it was Thursday, but okay. So <laughs> preface, I am one of those people who has side pieces and I like a lot of different hockey teams. Like the Habs are my main, like I love them diehard. I only own their merch. Like, I think I've only ever been to one NHL game that the Habs were not playing in. I mean, I've been to, like, maybe six NHL games. But anyway, I am diehard Habs fan, but I also, like, I I pay attention to other teams. And one of those other teams is the Sharks. And mostly because Brent Burns wears a hair tie while he's playing (laughs) hockey. And it... (laughs) I find that very endearing. I don't know why. But one time, <laughs> it was after a game, and I saw him take off his helmet, take the hair off his wrist, and put his hair back up. And I was like, that is beautiful. I mm-hmm. love him. So I think I'm also the only person, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm the only person in this podcast who actively dislikes the Penguins. That's a possibility. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, a part of that is living so close to the Capitals. And even when I lived in South Carolina, I was I ran into a lot more uh, Capitals fans and I did Penguins fans there yeah so mm-hmm. I just I don't like I don't care for them I'm sorry <laughs> so <laughs> apology accepted <laughs> you're entitled um, to your wrong opinions yes there you go. <laughs> um, so we talk a lot about media bias on this podcast especially recently and mm. back to my flashback Friday um Two seasons ago, when it was the Sharks and the Penguins during the Stanley Cup final, um, I was I saw that NHL, the NHL and NBC took a mini Stanley Cup to 
visit some actual live penguins, not the hockey players, the animals. Oh my god! And I was like, <laughs> oh cool! Like we're gonna see them. Take it to visit some sharks. This did not happen. I tweeted at the NHL and NBC, NBC multiple times. This was before I was on. I was a big part of Habs Twitter. I didn't know very many people um, on hockey Twitter at all. Um, but I tweeted at them multiple times. They didn't reply. They ended up when they went to San Jose for the that part of the series. Um, they like put a diver in like a big tank, like a scuba diver in a big tank with like a sign. I think, or I think maybe Mindy Stanley was in the tank too, but there were no sharks around, like at all. And so I said, you know what? I am going to make my own Mindy Stanley cup and I'm going to take it to an aquarium and I'm going to take pictures of it with sharks because like there's been zero sharks coverage for this series. And I did. And I have these pictures and I will be posting them. Yay. After we finish recording yeah. this episode, Perfect. everybody loves sharks. <laughs> um, but I have a couple, of, and the, the aquarium people thought it was hilarious. Like this is when I was in South Carolina. Still, um, a lot of people weren't really into hockey. Like the people that I talked to, they weren't really into hockey. But the aquarium people were like, "Yeah, bring it on in. Do what you like. <laughs> have fun. That's really funny. That's really cool. Like if they say anything." Just let us know, like, t- like make sure you tag the aquarium, like, like or let them know the name of the aquarium. Because um, I was kind of concerned that they'd be like, hey, you can't bring that shiny metal object that's two feet tall in here. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I built, I built a Stanley Cup. Uh, it was out of um, a big yogurt container, a juice, oh a God. children's juice cup, and like a teeny tiny plastic bowl. I do not have it anymore. I don't know what happened to it. Um, but then I like I super glued it all together, and then I covered it in aluminum foil. Um, I didn't. I was gonna like draw on it with sharpies, like aluminum. to like all <laughs> all the aluminum. <laughs> but I didn't do that. I just had the foil and stuff. And um, one of my friends actually went with me. <laughs> and she's not in the hockey at all, but her boyfriend took us to the aquarium, and he just took pictures for us all day. Wow. And sure it was a fun was time. <laughs> <laughs> he had a great time. And they're married now. So, oh, yeah. I love a good love story. <laughs> so, and they say not... romance is dead. <laughs> but so I, I like sent these pictures to, um, I don't remember if I tagged the sharks or not, but I definitely sent them to like the NHL and they did not, or NBC anyway, NBC Sports. And they didn't say anything. And so, like, I kind of stole – somebody the other week tweeted, like, what is your, like, long-standing like, sports grudge? And mine is this one because <laughs> they have never acknowledged the fact that I did a better job of promoting the Sharks than they did. Wow. For their first ever appearance in the Stanley Cup final. Man, that's <laughs> hilarious. That is a deep oh my God. dive. That is really good. It's really good. And with that being said – Stop it. We, right now. Listen here, Veronica. We gotta we wrap just this up. Be a two hour podcast. It's um it's getting out of hand at this point. Well, so, the, we don't have any pockets to put anything in. And we're dropping everything. God. Like the ball. What were you saying, Dave? Do we uh <laughs> do we have uh, any final thoughts? Or have our thoughts already been finalized? I will say that I hadn't seen that your sports grudge tweet, Beth, and 
<laughs> you said those words, and I got all riled up thinking about Justin Williams high sticking Zaku Koivu in the eye again. Oh, it's been like I'm a decade, so and I'm still angry about it. it. Like I, I don't remember who tweeted it, but it was it was all over Twitter, and I was like, I'm saving mine for the podcast. No, no now I'm mad. It's too long for Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I've covered it. Yeah. I think I, I didn't have anything to start with, so I had thought, yeah. So I guess that might be it, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I think we did Thank very you. well. Thank you. I think we did very Shall we well, end despite everything. With our happy thoughts for the week, though. Oh yeah, I thought Wait, I thought that's we what we were doing. Oh, we no, oh, you have to oh, do them. That's oh, not. Oh. It's not right. a choice. It's Jude. Okay. It wasn't oh. a choice. No, no, no. Um, so I'll go first, though, since <clears> I brought it up. Yeah. Um, Rather than a, a happy thought for the week, I'm going to give a shout out to someone who's been in my mentions a bit asking for one, and that will be the Twitter account of at Evil Bergy. Um, <laughs> keeps wanting us to mention him on the podcast. I, um, I will say I find the whole the whole account very entertaining, God. but yeah. uh, nothing more so than the part in his bio that says, "Obviously a parody, you dummy." <laughs> Because you know someone's tweeted at him like he was actually Mark Bergevin tweeting under the account at Evil Bergy. Anyway, shout out to him for the entertaining comments. And uh, yeah, that's all. That's mine. I can't believe he's yeah. so evil. Why does he do this? To, why does evil. he do these things to us? He's obviously evil. He's got the goatee. And the, uh, the, the curly mustache. And- Exactly. He's like he's he's tying damsels to like railroad tracks and running away like ha 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 ha. Yeah. I will have the inheritance. He makes people so angry. (laughs) All right, who's next? Not me. I'll go. I'll go. So, uh, keep in keeping with uh, the sort of theme of this earlier earlier on. And that is, I want to give a shout out to Habs Twitter for continuing to have a very good sense of humor, despite the ridiculous amounts of bitter, negative uh, backlash. And that is, you know, responding in a good way to the sort of idiocy that it's been faced with and uh, sort of insisting on being uh, the same, you know, just sort of mm-hmm. continuing in the same vein and having a good sense of humor and uh, doing funny things and interacting with their fans and everything else. And I, I do believe that the fans are responding well. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's mine. Okay. I have, I just realized what my happy thought is of the week. Okay. You don't sound very happy. I know. Yeah, I know. You're like, okay. I got it now. The Golden Knights, again, since I'm on this theme. Yeah. The Golden Knights have a certain goaltender named uh, Mark Andre Fleury. I know what yours is. I'm so excited already. (laughs) Oh, During an incredible thing that happened either earlier today or or yesterday, Mark Andre Fleury met his number one fan, <laughs> Bark Andre Fleury. That was so Mark cute. Andre, and I loved it. It was pretty damn cool. Mark Andre Fleury. Is it? 
Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's furry. I thought it was flurry. Oh wow! Sorry about that, Bark Andre. My bad. <laughs> we fixed it now. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, yeah I thought that was uh, incredibly good, and it just goes to show why my mom dates the guy. So exactly, Dog he's lover. fantastic. Yeah, can't you can't you can't lose when it comes to Mark Andre Fleury this year. <laughs> That's my happy thought. Awesome. That's a good one. Are we done? Beth. Oh, um. <laughs> My happy thought, I think, I like the meme that has come out from the Brendan Kelly (laughs) fiasco. (laughs) That's been really fun to see all the iterations of. um, of, If any so-and-so followers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My favorite was the Peter Budai one because he does not... He's he's just a very hardworking person, and I am a fan of his. Peter Budai does not suffer fools in the media. No, no he does not. not. No, PD. takes no shit. Mm-mm. Nope. So yeah, that was he was my favorite one. That was a good one. I should have started an Al Montoya one. Oh, if you're a, if you're a certain so and so fan, follow me and I'll DM you and I'll tell you about my project. I really, <laughs> I have zero interest to know what so sketchy that project so is. So sketchy. I was like, I do not want you to DM me, please, God. I know, please. Oh my God, stay oh, out of my I DMs. feel dirty for you. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, I don't follow him, so it's fine. All right. I blocked him. Uh, Anyways, oh. now that we tainted the podcast with that nonsense, uh, <laughs> bye everybody. Sorry. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Yeah. Alright, guys. It's late. I'm out of here. Yeah.